Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Boss Step Podcast, episode 155. Today is all about how to stop being perpetually late. So I, for one, grew up in a family that was always late to everything all the time. And while I'm by no means perfect, I have gone to great lengths to ensure that as an adult, I'm no longer falling into those bad habits. Being perpetually late is not only a bad look, it's also unnecessarily stressful. I can almost feel the cold sweat I used to experience when I'd be speeding in my car to a meeting, cursing the fact that there was no convenient parking, and then running in looking like a hot mess. It's not a good look. And frankly, it's not a great feeling either. This topic recently came up in the Bossed Up Courage community on Facebook, a safe space online where our community asks for and shares support for job seekers, career changers, and women who want to level up in work and life. I'll drop a link in the show notes today. If you haven't joined us there already, make sure you do so today. So many folks there weighed in on this topic when it was asked by one of our community members, and it got me thinking about all the strategies that have helped me stop being perpetually late and get my shit together when it comes to being on time like a boss. So here's how to stop being late all the time. If you start today, these habits can really help you become an early bird in no time at all. Number one, focus on leave time, not arrival time. When I used to be late all the time, part of the issue is that I'd focus solely on when I'd need to arrive somewhere. Okay, I need to be downtown by 4 p.m., I'd say to myself. So when I'd notice 3.30 sneak up on me, I'd think, okay, I've got another half hour before I need to be there. That focus on arrival time will seriously trip you up. It makes you discount the time it takes to get from point A to point B, and it caused me to leave way later than I needed to. The better approach is to focus on your leave time instead. Now, when I have a 7.45 a.m. yoga class to get to, I wake up thinking, okay, I need to leave here at 7.30 a.m. at the absolute latest. That way, I'm focused on when I need to get out the door, not when I need to get there. It takes your mental planning one teeny tiny step further by forcing you to estimate your arrival time and decide proactively when you'll need to leave in order to account for it. This simple shift has been a total game changer for me, and I'd love to hear if it works for you too. Tip number two, put your commute in your calendar. I found that putting travel time on my calendar is especially helpful when I'm planning to have meeting heavy or travel heavy days. I spend a lot of time on the road as a keynote speaker. And when you're the featured guest, your number one job is to get there and get there on time 
no matter what. So when I need to factor in arriving at an airport, taking a car to a hotel, and then having meetings or phone calls to make on top of arriving prepared to deliver a keynote or workshop for women in the workplace, my calendar is key for keeping me on time. I actually have a separate color-coded Google Calendar just for travel that layers on top of the rest of my events in my Google Calendar overall. That's where I keep track of all my flights, drive time, public transit commute time, and even walk time if it's going to take me 15 minutes to walk from, let's say, the hotel to the meeting room. It enables me to get out of the bad habit that I call aspirational planning in the Bossed Up book, and instead focus on what's actually possible. If you want to learn more about aspirational planning and how you can cut that out, definitely get yourself a copy of my new book, Bossed Up, A Grown Woman's Guide to Getting Your Shit Together. I'll link to it in today's show notes. Tip number three, embrace the buffer. As a productivity geek, I am constantly searching for new ways to increase my efficiency. So I used to find myself cramming in work right up until the moment I had to leave for an event or meeting. I used to consider an early arrival as a waste of time, and therefore I had every incentive to leave at the last possible moment. Now I've flipped the script on that concept. I look forward to arriving early because I now use those precious few minutes before flights or meetings to tackle work on the go by busting out my phone or laptop for a few minutes before my meeting starts. When you can embrace this buffer time for the pockets of productivity that it offers, you're less likely to see them as time wasted and it incentivizes yourself to get there early so you can really make the most of it. And finally, tip number four, you got to quit aspirational planning. One of the reasons for perpetual tardiness is that we often plan aspirationally instead of realistically. I talk a lot about this concept in the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner too, which is my tool designed to help you focus on the goals that are most important to you. You see, I tend to underestimate how long it'll take me to finish any given task, whether it's recording this podcast or brushing my teeth. The idea that I can take the dog for a walk, wash my face, and get dressed for the day in five minutes is a perfect example of aspirational planning that, frankly, I fall victim to all the time. So what can we do to get out of this bad habit? Start overestimating instead. Reduce your own inner expectations of what is possible in any given day, hour, or minute. And then you'll be pleasantly surprised by your productivity when you're having a great, productive, efficient day instead of feeling chronically behind. You can set your own inner expectations, which means that you can reset them when they're way off and they're chronically overestimating your capacity too. So now, boss, I want to hear from you. Are you a perpetually late person looking to arrive more on time? Or are you already a lifelong early bird like Brad the Boo and his entire family? (laughs) I'd love to hear from you. And if you put these strategies to use in your life, or if you've got more tips to share that you would add to this list, weigh in now in the comments section at today's corresponding blog post. 
located at bossedup.org slash episode 155. That's bossedup.org slash episode 155. And if you are interested in getting your life together, getting your career together and being a more proactive person overall in how you're planning for your next steps in your career and life, make sure to register now for Bossed Up Bootcamp, a -a one-of-a-kind weekend for women navigating career transition who really want to level up in work and life. I'm bringing Bossed Up Bootcamp to Washington, D.C. later this month on September 28 and 29, then to Los Angeles, California, November 16 and 17, and San Francisco starts off the 2020 bootcamp season on February 8 and 9. You can learn more and register today at bossedup.org bootcamp. And I hope to see you there. Until next time, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose. And together we'll lift as we climb.